If you're going stir crazy in lockdown, then come on a journey with me to London and we can see how the London Underground can give us so many lessons for our businesses. So come on, mind the gap and hop on board. Welcome to the Get Out Your Way podcast. I'm your host Osman Sharif from Rapid Transformation and I'm here to help you get unstuck so you can rapidly grow your business. As a performance coach for small business owners, I know how vital it is for you to truly embrace entrepreneurship from the inside out, which includes transforming your mindset and using strategies that really work with your unique talents, skills and entrepreneurial superpower. So are you ready to get out your way? Then let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode number 99. So if you're listening to this at the time of it going live, I'm sure like me, you have been spending much, much, much more time in the house than you may have been used to in the past and you might be going a little bit stir crazy. And it's really made me realise just how much I have taken it for granted the opportunities I've had to travel throughout the UK and abroad doing what I do and especially London. London is a place that is honestly like my second home. I've lived there for a couple of years before and I just love traveling there. I never get sick and tired of it. But this I think is actually the longest time now that I've not been to London. Obviously with lockdown and then prior to that, before Zachariah was born, I was on a bit of a travel ban. So it's actually been over six months since I've been to the capital city and I'm being honest, I am truly missing it. But I was taking on a trip down memory lane to London just the other week when I set a project for Caius and my niece, my nephew and some of my cousin's children where every week they have a project, they come on a Zoom call, they have fun, they do arts and crafts and learning and facts and they basically learn and share with each other. And I chose the topic of London And honestly, it was great on one hand, listening to all those young kids talking about London and talking about the experiences of what they've seen when they went. And for those that haven't had the pleasure of going yet, I think I actually roped myself into promising them that I would take them when I could. So watch this space. But it was a great trip down memory lane. And one of the kids did the London Underground as their topic and again it was just amazing to see how much effort that they put into it and the facts that they shared and I was reflecting upon it and obviously missing London and I thought right there's so many things that we can learn about London especially the underground that can relate to business so I was just percolating in my mind about how that relates to business and I actually came up with 10 things that really can help us when it comes down to our own business. So during this episode, I'll be taking you on a metaphorical journey through the London Underground System. So please do come and join me. So humour me as I share lots of facts with you. I'm sure many stories from my experiences and trips and staying in London and ultimately how you can get out your way when it comes to growing your business, especially in these very interesting times. So, are you ready? Have you topped up your Oyster card? Because we are ready to go. 
So the London Underground is not just any tiny little underground system. In fact, it's actually the third largest underground system in the world. It honestly blows the Glasgow Underground or Subway, as it's called, out the water. We have an inner circle and an outer circle and you basically can never get lost because it just goes round and round in circles. But in London there are 270 stations, there are 11 lines and over 1.3 billion passengers whiz their way underground every single year. Honestly those numbers just blow my mind. So the first thing that we can all learn, especially if you are going on the underground, and it's actually also commonly and affectionately called the tube. Well, you kind of need to know where you are, first of all, and where you want to go, because that then allows you, especially if you're looking for an underground station, you need to know, right, where am I currently so that I can find the nearest station? And it's not always the nearest station because depending on where you want to go, it depends on which line you want to go to. So you might walk a little bit further if it means that you get on a station that allows you to travel on that particular line without having to do any interchanges and to make life a lot easier for you. So that also applies to us in business. As a performance and mindset coach for ex-corporate professionals as they start to grow their own business, I am often asked the question around what should I do? How do I grow my business? Is this the best strategy for me to follow? And it really depends because I can have two different clients that might have very similar businesses, but depending on where they are right now and where do they want to get to, The coaching, the advice, the consulting can actually vary depending on those factors. And even when you know where you currently are and where you want to get to, like the London Underground Station, because there are so many different lines and stations, there's actually so many different ways that you can get there. Sometimes you can go the shortest route, sometimes you might choose to go on a route that means that you don't have to do any kind of changes or walking in between stations. And the possibilities are really endless in terms of the way that you can loop your way around the different stations. And again, that applies in business. There's not just one way for you to get to where you want to get to. There can be many different ways. There can be shortcuts. There can be different journeys that you go and experiences. And it's really important that we recognize that. And your journey might be very different from somebody else's journey. And that also means that we can actually reach the same destination by actually getting off different stations as well. So for example, you could get off at Covent Garden if you want to go to Leicester Square. You could get off Piccadilly Circus if you want to go to Leicester Square. It just might mean that you've got a little bit of walking to do in between. And even the shortest station ride is actually between Leicester Square and Covent Garden. It only takes 20 seconds on the underground to get to each of those stations. And it's actually really bizarre where you see, especially tourists, that still go into Covent Garden station, go all the way down and then pay for a ticket or use their Oyster card. And they basically go 20 seconds down the tube, whereas actually they could have walked and got there a lot quicker. 
So don't be despondent in that way if you are striving towards a goal and you think, oh, I've not hit it yet because I've not necessarily got to that destination, i.e. hit that goal, because that doesn't mean that you can't hit that goal. It might mean that you just have to do a bit more running, walking, or use a different mode of transport to just get to that extra step as well. Another big lesson I had about the London Underground was When I first experienced it, it was as a tourist. So I used to go to London quite a bit when I was younger. And then it was so different when I was actually being a tourist compared to when I was using it to commute to work. And I remember the first day when I was actually living and working in London. I was already got all showered and all fresh, sooted and booted to go to my job in the banking world. So I walked from the flat that I stayed in, got to Oval Tube Station and really it was just a short ride on the Northern Line until I got to Bank and the first train came and the platform was absolutely filled with other commuters and I thought I'll just wait for the next one because it said the next train was only like two minutes away and then the next train came And it was busy and I thought, I'll wait for the next one. And honestly, I think I waited for about four or five trains to go until I thought, okay, I'm going to actually potentially be late here. So I then kind of being that nice polite boy from up in Scotland kind of had to just kind of like squeeze on, find a space and literally get on that tube. And honestly, when I came off the other end, I felt like, oh, I think I need another shower at the end of it. But even with that and all the especially rush hour commuting on the London Underground, I still love it. It still kind of has got this really nice special kind of memory and place for me as well. But why am I sharing this with you? Well, you actually need to get on the train if you want to get somewhere and to be on that journey in business. There's no point waiting on the sidelines or doing lots of planning on your your route that you would take, but actually not take the steps. So really, even where we are at the moment, we are in very different times, challenging times, I know for many businesses at the moment, but it's about what are you doing? Are you actually on board the train the journey of business? And what are you doing? Or are you just basically stalled? Or stopped and thinking I'll get on and the next time or I'll you watch everybody else get on and you're still there at that station that you're at so really we do have to get on the train otherwise you ain't gonna get anywhere and if you actually look at the London Underground map okay again another fact coming up for you it was actually designed to look like a circuit board that's kind of the rationale behind the look and the design of it well again the first time that you look at it if you're a novice or inexperienced at that type of transportation in that place, especially let's say you're traveling or you're being a tourist, it can really look complicated. It can look overwhelming. There could be so many different lines and colors and zones and pieces of information. And honestly, it could just be like a maze. But how does that relate to business? Think about it. When you first started business, was everything really clear cut? Was everything easy? No. But then what happens after a while? It becomes easier. You're in your comfort zone. So there's many times when I jump on the London Underground 
back when I was able to do that. And I wouldn't even have to think about, right, where am I going, what tube line? It was just ingrained in me. But then if you had new experiences or a new place to go, that's when you might be jumping on your phone or looking at that trusted map when you enter a station to go, right, hold on, let me understand where's the way for me to get there. And again, you're having to be a little bit more conscious of that as well. So things can be overwhelming. And even in terms of where you are at the moment, it might be a little bit confusing because you might be going, right, I now need to navigate in different ways. And that might push you out of your comfort zone. But also remember, and actually sometimes we can get a bit oblivious or lost in this, that actually you can still travel using different transportation methods. So we can sometimes get so used to our default position. So at times when I lived in London, I'd be like, okay, I need to get the tube here and there. And then I'd go, well, do I really need to? Because I could walk, I could get the bus, I could have got a rickshaw, I could have got a Uber. Well, Ubers weren't there when I lived there, but you know, the last time I was there, the amount of times I jump in Ubers because it's actually quicker and sometimes even cheaper. Or you could cycle. There's all these different options. And again, all the different options can actually give you a completely different experience as well on that journey. Sometimes I actually prefer jumping on the bus because effectively, as being a big London tourist, Every time I go, it's like I'm on an open top bus. I get to see some of the different sites as I'm going between different meetings as well. So how does that apply to you right now? Again, in where you are in business, it might feel that some of the routes that you were taking before or some of the methods of the journey that you're on might feel like they're not working at the moment, either because they just simply aren't or because it's a bit unknown. And that's where... Again, it's that chance for you to take that step back and go, right, is there actually different ways? Is this the time for me to use a different route, a different strategy, and actually really embrace the possibilities there as well? And this links into the next big lesson around it is there's 270 stations. I can't even comprehend or try to guess how many of those stations that I've actually physically entered or exited from. But I tell you, it'll be a small fraction of them because we typically stick to what we know, the places that we work, the places that we shop, the places that we socialize in. And there's so many other options and other stations that I never even have heard of. So really, I think we could all challenge ourselves. I've been doing this increasingly as well, where if you're thinking, oh, this isn't working or I've tried everything, have you really? Or is there other options? Okay. And that's the same way if you were to turn around and go, I've explored all the routes or the different options available. Well, really, the chances are that you've not. Because again, there's like 270 stations. I'm sure if you actually explored all 270 stations and the different routes to get from where you are to those different stations, there would be lots of potentials and opportunities on those journeys. So Again, if you're feeling stuck at the moment or if you're getting in your own way, then challenge yourself to say, maybe I'm just looking within my comfort zone or what I'm familiar with. And actually, maybe it's time for you to go into a different zone and expand that journey and to really challenge yourself. And I really invite you to do that. And whenever we're using any form of transportation, delays can occur. 
So in the London Underground, they tend to have three different categories of delays. And this can actually make us make decisions in the moment. So sometimes when you're going and they basically say that we've got a good service, well, that then allows you to effectively go, perfect, I can get on with my journey as planned. And you typically don't even think about that because you just hear it and you go, perfect, right, let's go. You've got the green light effectively. Or they might say there's a minor delay. And typically a minor delay doesn't really derail you in any way. Not the best kind of use of language there, but you get what I mean. It doesn't necessarily make you question, should I be going? Should I not? Is that the best route? On the grand scale of things, a minor delay might not even make a difference to you. And that might be that you go, okay, I'm not in a rush to get there. It doesn't have an impact on that journey. But then there may be times where there's a severe delay. And if you hear that, that's where you often take a step back and go, okay, right, there's a severe delay on that line. Is there a different way that I can get there? Could I use a different transportation method? What's the way that could I rat run effectively the system to basically still get me to that destination? So again, in the world that we're in at the moment, I am working with my clients day in, day out. And I know for some of them, it is actually still a good service operating in their business. For others, there's some minor delays in terms of where they are facing with their situations with clients, suppliers. But really, in the grand scale of things, it's not massively adjusting or making an impact on their strategy or what they're doing. Okay, yes, it might be a little bit delayed, but in the grand scale of things, it's just a small blip. But then there are others, depending on industries, where actually they're kind of facing that severe delay. And that's really where you take that step back and we go, okay, what's important? What do we have to do? What's the best decision for them right now to help them navigate towards that? I still remember there was one time I was traveling to work and they said that there was severe delays because of a fatality on the line. And I remember being really shocked at that the first time I heard it, especially coming from my sheltered life up in Scotland. And I'm not proud to admit this, but there were a couple of times as I literally was going through my living in London times when you hear that message and you think, oh, seriously, why does it have to be on my line in that way? And some of that realness of what's behind that message disappeared. But then I remember there was one time the person said and the announcer said, there was a fatality and then he said update there's actually been a severe fatality on the line and I still can't get my head around the difference between what a fatality is compared to a severe fatality. If you know the difference please do drop me an email and let me know I've always been puzzled by that upgraded category for that. So as we get to the next stop I've got some other top tips and lessons that we can reflect upon. So we have to trust. So when we get on that underground, there is a trust element in terms of for us putting our faith into the system that we are going on. And we basically go, right, okay, this is where I'm boarding. This is where I want to get to. And we really don't understand, a lot of us don't, what exact route that's going to happen. Where are we traveling? Where are we literally under the London sites at that point? It still blows my mind thinking, what's above me at this moment when we are whizzing between different stops? But really, there's a trust factor there. And we don't need to necessarily know every single second where we are on that journey. 
And actually, at times, it can feel like we have no clue where we are because you might be going through a dark tunnel and then out you pop to that next station as well. So at times in business, it can feel like that. You might be thinking, I'm taking steps, I'm taking action, I'm on that path, I'm on that journey. Is it all working? And a lot of times it is about trusting. It is about focusing on the parts that you're playing. You don't have to worry about driving that train on the underground at that point. You just have to pay attention to when do you need to get off. The amount of times, honestly, I've been caught up in a book or listened to a podcast or some music, and then I look up and I get to a station and I go, oh, hold on a second. And my brain's trying to catch up going, why does it say that we're at that station? And then you click that actually you just forgot to get off or you didn't even realise that you reached your destination as well. So I'm not saying that you can completely be on autopilot and just expect everything to happen for you. But remember, you have to be on the train to get there. You then have to trust the driver and the infrastructure to help get you there. But you've got your part to play in terms of getting off or doing those changes or those interchanges that might be needed as well. And then I'm sure you have been in many situations in whatever transport method, whether that's on a plane or the underground or on a bus, and you get to stop. And there's so many people that get off at that same stop as you. Do you turn around and get really annoyed thinking, why is everybody going to the same place that I'm going to? No, we don't, do we? But how come sometimes in business, and again, I hear this a lot from people that I work with, and again, I've experienced this in the past where you might think, oh, everybody's got the same business as me. We're all doing this. Oh, I can't then do it. Or why are they doing it better than me? And you then start to have comparisonitis or thinking that that one idea is completely gone and they're the only person that can do it. But actually, is that true? I'm not saying at all that you would copy anybody and infringe any copyright or trademarks. But remember, there's so many people out there that do similar type of work that I do in helping clients. But we are all different. We have different approaches. We bring different things to the table. So it doesn't mean that just because someone else has done that, then you can't do it as well. Marie Forleo, I remember she said something once on a a podcast or a, a video that really struck a chord with me, where she said when it comes down to, she hears it a lot as well around, well, I can't do that, That's somebody else has already done that idea. Well, how many different Italian restaurants are there? Does that mean that a person who wanted to start their own Italian restaurant or takeaway goes, oh, I can't do that because there's already one that exists in the city, the neighbourhood? No, right? So you can put your own spin on it. You can choose what you want it to be and bring your own personality and your own vision to it as well. But taking it back to the underground, you don't have that same feeling when you might get off at Green Park and the tube empties out because everybody's going to be walking through Green Park to then go to see Buckingham Palace. You don't turn around and go, no, well, I'm not going to Buckingham Palace because everybody else is going. You just don't do that. So again, here, some realism when it comes down to your own business. Think about it in a different way. And that can often make you go, well, that's okay. I can still do it and I can still do it my way. So hope you've been enjoying this trip with me so far. We've got one more stop before we reach our destination of getting to the end of this episode. 
And that is really appreciating that things actually don't have to start in the finished article way. And they typically don't. So the London Underground started back in 1863 and it didn't start with 11 lines. It didn't start with 270 stations. It started off with one line and then it expanded. And even some of the lines that were built, they've expanded over the years as well. And even to the point where some of the services on the tube have expanded and some of them have been quite recent. So in terms of the night tube, When I first went to London, you used to have to keep an eye on the time because if you wanted to get that last tube home, well, in 2016, they then had a 24-hour service on some of the lines as well. But they didn't start with that. Look how long it took to get from 1863 to 2016. Quite a number of years. And also like Wi-Fi on the underground now and even having a mobile reception on the underground. And to be quite fair, I actually missed that. I remember the days when you'd literally go on the tube and you'd have this forced period of complete disconnection. You couldn't get a phone call, you couldn't get a message, you couldn't go on the internet and you would just have to either relax or just think or listen to music in that way until you popped up back in the real world. And even when I say underground, again, another little fact for you, is that only 45% of stations are actually underground. But the reason why I'm saying that is, if you're trying to get that finished product and it has to be, you know, the Rolls-Royce version, well, maybe you're putting too much pressure on yourself. Well, what's that next step? What's that first product or that prototype that you can get out there? And then from there, you can expand, you can pivot, you can change in that way. So even where you are again right now in the world that we're in, it might mean that actually it's an opportunity for you to expand things in ways that you might not have considered even a couple of months ago. I know some of my business clients, they're bringing forward some of the plans that they had that they were going to do someday. And now they're going, actually, I'm going to focus upon that now. Other people are really focusing on certain parts of their products and their services. Others are creating new products and services as well to meet the demands of clients and the business needs at the moment. So again here, It's give ourselves that scope, that creativity, but also to recognise that actually things will expand, things will grow as time goes on as well. We don't have to rush and get everything done straight away. So there you have it. I think that was about 10 stops that we had along that conversation with what I hope were some kind of key nuggets for you to think about. Well, how can you get out your way and really allow yourself to focus on what's right for you, to be flexible and to recognise that we always have more options than we even give ourselves credit for. And many of those are things that we are not seeing because we're not looking for them or we're not actually allowing ourselves to have that expanded thoughts or experience around it. So please do take a trip down your own underground. In your mind, a lot of this is an inner job, especially with a mindset perspective. And remember, it's all about having fun with that as well. And thank you for humouring me as I went through this episode and really kind of feeling like I have escaped from Glasgow for a while and have went on a little metaphorical trip around the London Underground Station. So the next time you're on the tube, I'm sure you'll be thinking of me as well.
So I look forward to sharing another episode with you next week. And can you believe next week marks the 100th episode for the Get Out Your Way podcast? And it's a huge milestone for me. Honestly, when I first started, I remember thinking, right, let me just get the first five done and then let's get to 10. And then it was like, oh, let's get to 50. So it's all been an iterative experience. It's been about like what I've talked about on this podcast, just one after the other after the other. And that gets me to hit that 100 episode mark. So I look forward to bringing that to your ears next week. But please, if you haven't already and you have listened to some of the podcast episodes so far in the first 100, then I would absolutely appreciate if you could leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. If you're in the podcast app, you can simply swipe down and you'll see a way where you can leave a star rating and also a review. Or you could do that using the wonders of the internet and on a desktop um, podcast app as well. And I really would appreciate it. It really does help me to get your feedback, to hear how you experience this podcast. And also, the more reviews and ratings we get, the more it gets into other business owners' ears that might actually be getting in their own way. And let's face it, we don't want them to do that. So please help me to help them. And I'd be much appreciative. And I'll give you a virtual high five to say thank you. So until next time, thank you for tuning in. And I look forward to catching you again next week. Bye for now. If you feel like you're still just scratching the surface and growing your business, and even with all the action that you're taking, you still regularly feel stuck or frustrated, then the chances are you're hitting one of the three business growth blocks that many entrepreneurs and business owners face. But don't worry, you can rapidly transform that from today. Simply start by taking my free business growth block quiz to see if your design, mindset and strategies are currently working for you or against you. Your results will help you put your finger on the elements that need your immediate focus. Plus, you'll also get access to a short video series with lots of practical ways to either fine-tune or overhaul each of these essential foundations. Take the free quiz now over at rapidtransformation.co.uk slash quiz.